0: have everything democrats want it doesn't have everything republicans want but it has a great deal of what the american people want this bill represents a significant bipartisan step forward
1: yeah bipartisan wow good for the american people that's what
0: the american people wanted
1: as the washington post editorial board pointed out the only time they ever celebrate their uh coming together is when they're denying reality (laughs) And and both agreeing to, let's just both get everything we want, spend a ton of money, and we'll worry about that
0: whole, we're going to go broke some other time. But we're out of money. Oh, shut up. We'll talk to Erica Werner of the Washington Post about that in a moment or three. Standing by for that. Among guests we won't be talking to, Dr. Harold Katz, dentist and developer of TheraBreath Dry Mouth Oral Rinse and Lozenges who is pointing out that recreational use of marijuana has been legalized in many states, but anyone inclined to include it in their Valentine's Day plans may find that marijuana is not the best bet for a romantic evening. Marijuana can cause dry mouth, and dry mouth can lead to bad breath, says the doctor. And uh, and he wants us to book him as a guest to talk about that. Oof. You know, <laughs> um, we should probably do, because we get... Uh, I want to be uh, I, I I hate to exaggerate for the purposes of comedy we get 40 guest pitches a day via the email people want to come on the show and talk about one thing or another we got a feature every single day guests we won't be booking yeah I think no that kidding. could be amusing uh
1: so. we got we got this text yes less more more less politics more crows
0: viva la feculence. <laughs> Got an absolutely fascinating feature on Sparrows coming up in about a half Mm -hmm. an hour. I hope you can join us for that. I got this email. Sean is wrong. Bang a gong. Get it on. (laughs) Which I mention only because I like the subject line uh, correcting you that indeed you do not need a, a PlayStation for PlayStation TV. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, isn't that something? Uh, It looks pretty appealing. You can DVR all your shows at once, unlimited episodes on up to 500 programs. Uh, This is not an ad for them, though, so I'll cut it off right now. So the
1: Washington Post editorial board says Senate leaders do deserve credit for talking to one another and dealing in good faith. A model yeah. of the House and the White House have revisited. So
0: a bit of a low bar, as they
1: say, but yes, too bad. It all had to come at the cost of more debt, confirming yet again that the only time Washington's leaders appear to be able to shake hands on big deals is when both sides agree to run up the national tab, which is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And the sequester, which wasn't much to start with back in 2011, is now dead and gone. Uh, they've agreed to spend more on both sides for many years to come, and they raised the debt ceiling to boot so that we won't have to worry about this anytime in the near future. Right, right. Ab- absolutely, Mary. Amazing. A-, a dark day for fiscal sensibility.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, I'm, I'm. trying not to steal uh, Ms. Werner's thunder, but at some point, I think we should just move on. we got a fish or cut yeah. bait. Well, I, okay, I will go ahead and say it myself then. What's especially galling about this is that, listen, even those of us who are in favor of lower tax rates, tax cuts, a business-friendly environment, et cetera, et cetera, we concede that in the short term federal revenue will fall. Um, and then eventually the economic growth, et cetera, will make up for the deficit and we'll be better off. I mean, I believe that anybody with any sense believes it. John Kennedy preached that all the time. Uh, it used to be Democrats preached that but anyway, but uh, socialism does funny things to people's brains. But anyway, so there was absolutely there wasn't even a gesture made toward the fact that even if we kept spending the same this year, we're going to increase the deficit because there's going to be a momentary drop in revenue. They went in the other direction as hard and fast as they thought they could get away with adding Billions and billions and billions of dollars more spending and not doing freaking anything about waste, redundancy, and ineffectiveness.
1: With a smile on their faces and patting themselves on the back for yeah. being grown-ups for once and working together. It's just frustrating. At what point... Does anybody say, you know, look, we've got to deal with Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. We all know it. Let's just roll up our sleeves, sit down, lock ourselves up in a room and come
0: up with something. First Does thing that, we're going to agree is that every single one of us is going to say the same thing. This is going to hurt folks, but we have to deal with it.
1: And, and you know, and the public would have to be uh, led. They're leaders. They're supposed to lead us um, into the idea because this is just true. Taxes are going to have to go up and there's going to be big cuts. It's gonna suck for everyone, but it has to happen. Mm-hmm. The fact that they just no grown ups, and that there's, and the president doesn't come along and lead on that either. No, it's just it's
0: frustrating. It's well, amazing. We get the politics we deserve. True words have never been spoken. By the by, I'm in favor of a strong military, absolutely. Although you're a fool, and you know who knows this better than anybody: uh, soldiers, sailors, marines. The Pentagon is enormously wasteful and in mind-bogglingly inefficient. It gets about $600 billion. Currently, that number is going to grow substantially. Um, uh, how much is the increase in military spending? I don't have those figures in front of me. Yeah, it all just sounds like gazillions of dollars. Well, yeah, I know. I could probably make up a number and it would be sure, close enough. Uh, add more than $500 billion in federal spending. But uh, let's assume that the military got... Uh, can somebody find that for me? Uh, the increase in military spending? I'm just curious because it, it's got to be at least seven. Seven hundred fifty, eight hundred billion dollars now on defense, um, with with a grotesque lack of accountability. It's just it's no way to run a country. But I don't know. You don't. You people don't care about this. You don't. Or or if you do, or if you do, you feel powerless to do anything about it. You know what? I do have a question or two. Which line, sir? The warm line. Okay. Erica Werner joins us. She is a Washington Post reporter reporting on the uh, budget negotiations and the deal in the Senate, at least, that's been passed. Erica, welcome. How are you?
2: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. We've been talking about this for a couple of minutes. Um, Would it be safe to say that fiscal conservatism is perhaps not dead, but on life support?
2: (laughs) I think you might even be able to say that it's dead. I mean, with this deal, Republicans are just throwing their reputation as being debt hawks and conservators of the nation's finances out the window. This is all told, it's around about $500 billion, um, and it's almost none of it is paid for. There's just tons of spending for the military, but also for a bunch of Democratic domestic priorities and Republican priorities. There's huge spending for disaster relief, and they raised the debt ceiling for a year, which means they don't have to deal with that again, and there are no spending reforms attached to that. God, it's just incredible. It it really is incredible. And when you think about how the same people complained about all of this stuff under the Obama administration, and now they're turning around and doing this.
0: Well, and it's kind of cute, actually, to see various Democrats uh, turn into budget hawks or deficit hawks when it suits them momentarily. But, you know, it's funny. It was such a a simple little phrase you threw at us, Erica, but it's so meaningful that there is no spending reform in this. Not only insignificant or cosmetic or symbolic, just none.
2: Right. Well, there is something that I think you could describe as symbolic or cosmetic, which is the creation of... commission to look at the nation's deficit and what to do about it i mean in the past these commissions
1: we
3: tried that (laughs) exactly
2: we tried that i mean they'll they'll issue a report or make some recommendations which will then in all likelihood be ignored and you know things will continue but the reality is... Maybe they
1: could get cannot, uh, s- former Senator Simpson and, uh, what who would be another what? guy, maybe Bowles, if you could
0: oh, get exactly them together. They're smart guys. Yeah.
2: ...that are well-qualified to take this on um, and already have to a little effect. Um, I, but the fact is that this cannot go on indefinitely. The size of the deficit and the size of the debt is becoming so large that the interest payments on the debt are becoming a significant portion of GDP And at a certain point, it really is unsustainable, and everyone recognizes that, but no one is capable of addressing it so i'm not sure where it ends but at a certain point something will have to be done yeah yeah, it's simple
1: it's simple math i mean at some point you can't do it anymore and i'm amazed the the president didn't bring it up in the state of the union address there is no opposition party to this it's just everybody's george will in your own newspaper there has been saying for years People complain about uh, you know a lack of agreement in Washington, D.C. There's plenty of agreement. We're going to keep spending way more than we take exactly. in. Everybody agrees on exactly.
2: that.
0: Erica Warner right. of the Washington Post is with us. Let me get just slightly wonky uh, before we leave the whole interest thing behind, because you pointed out quite aptly that that's a, a significant growing part of the federal budget. I, last I heard, it was over 6%. I don't know what it is right now. Perhaps you do. But um, keeping in mind, we are in a fantasy land of low interest rates right now which cannot possibly last. And so we're heaping debt onto the debt, and our rate is about to adjust. And I don't know, can Uncle Sam go down to a local credit union and refi? I don't think so. Uh-huh.
2: That's right. Well, we have seen interest rates starting to kick up. And as you indicate, obviously we're all watching for the Fed to raise interest rates. So you know, we'll see where that goes. And we've seen the stock market volatility in recent days which is partly related to that. But we have someone in the White House at the moment who's described himself as the king of debt, has said, I love debt. So there is no guidance, you know, no leadership on that issue on the horizon coming from the White House. And, you know, Trump is now the leader of the Republican Party. They follow his lead. And the groups like Club for Growth, Heritage Foundation, that used to sway votes and have a lot of influence here in Washington on these issues and that have been putting out statements in the past 24 hours decrying this deal, and that includes some Koch brothers' organizations, they just don't have the influence. You know, their calls are falling on deaf ears.
0: Well, the politics of it is awful. People want Santa Claus. It's a popular notion, yeah, and Santa doesn't leave bills, and he certainly doesn't charge you interest. Erica Werner of the Washington Post, your piece is terrific. Actually, you're part of two different pieces that will have links to uh, our website so people can read them. Um, But, well, uh, thank you for telling the truth. It'll probably fall on deaf ears, but it's good stuff.
2: (laughs) We try. Thanks for
0: having me. I appreciate it. Thanks a million, Erica.
1: Um, I, I hate to talk anymore about it because I worry that listeners don't care. People just don't care. It's like, ah, oh, well, I guess that'll well, happen sometime in the future. Or people been saying this my whole life,
0: so whatever. Or they feel par- powerless to do anything about it, and it's frustrating.
1: I was reading the uh, the uh, the Caro books about the uh, Lyndon Johnson went through a, a period, early Kennedy administration when Kennedy was trying to get tax cuts through, and um, but it was really interesting. There were heavyweights in both parties at that time. You know, chairs of the big-time money committees, you know, where there's appropriations or budgeting or various things, on, in both parties that were no way... This has to make sense. We're if you're going to do that, we're going to cut this. We're going to because there were grown-ups mm-hmm. who understood you can't just spend way more than you take in. Right There we have on 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 one side it was like a religious moral responsibility and the other side it was just math of we won't have money for these programs if we spend too much on this. How quaint. There are no people like that left anymore. There are a couple like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz. You know, in the House, you got a handful, but not enough to do anything.
0: Well, I find it encouraging. Well, not really, because we're doomed. Um, Slightly encouraging and somewhat charming that the Washington Post is sounding, uh, you know, those warnings. When the Freedom Caucus are regularly portrayed in all mainstream media as extremists, as nuts, as there's something wrong with them, the idea that, okay, I get that there was a hurricane. We want to help these people out. Where's the money coming from? Don't you care about hurricane victims? Don't you care about this single mother of 11 (laughs) who has no arms and is trying to feed her children even though her house was knocked down by the? Listen, all I'm asking is where's the money coming from? And they are portrayed as monsters or, or idiots or maniacs.
1: We gotta have Tom McClintock on, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, because he broke with the Freedom Caucus because he thought they were too extreme a while back. I'll bet he's with them on this. It was a might tactical guess. thing, right? Yeah, but I'll bet he agrees with them. I'll bet he's a no on this. Uh, we'll see. Eh, it's just, it's, eh.
0: you know, it's uh, haven't we all had friends, family members, co-workers who we could see going off the rails? Maybe we had a word with them. Maybe we prayed for them, etc., but they were beyond our help. Well, that's our government. Yeah.
1: You're listening. Our text line is four one five two nine five kftc I want to hear from the people who say, I don't care. Maybe, because I think most people just don't care. 415-295-KFTC. And if you don't care, I'll shut up about it. I'll just stew, you know, at home. I'll grumble and throw things at the television. I'll drink alone in the dark, muttering. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Voice of the West.
2: The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. You to stay here with me i know you've got somewhere to go today nancy pelosi
1: spoke on the house floor in support of immigrants who don't want to be sent back to their home countries <laughs> then, then then melania trump spoke on behalf of immigrants who want to be sent back
2: <laughs> to their home countries there
1: you go Hey, that clip under other, does that need to be set up at all? Or can I just air it? Ah! It's kind of
0: funny. <laughs> Hold on, let me see I just read can... the description.
1: <laughs> oh, no, you can, yeah, we can just play that. Just, just play it then.
3: Inside any the Goodwill store, you're bound to find old clothes, used books, and toys. But how about a grenade launcher? That's the shocking item staff at a Manatee County store discovered last week. A grenade launcher loaded with a live grenade arriving in a group of donated items. Employees initially didn't recognize the weapon and sent it here to Goodwill's Bargain Barn in Sarasota.
1: So a Florida Goodwill, you know, kind of funny that it's got a grenade launcher—a grenade launcher with a live grenade
0: in it. That's kind of funny. That's unbelievable. Kind of horrifying. I love news writing, TV news writing. That's the horrifying weapon found. You don't have to tell us it's horrifying. We know. We know it's a. That's why you're doing this story. It's a grenade launcher at a Goodwill store, and of the course surprising it's in and dangerous weapon. Yeah, we know. Yeah, it had to be Florida. TV, TV stuff. Florida, man.
1: We talked to a, a newspaper reporter earlier. They're the smartest. Then comes radio. Mm-hmm. TV is for the dumbest. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Oh, I mean, yeah. they got to spell it out as simply as possible. A grenade launcher, a very dangerous weapon. And they talk really, <laughs> really slow. Right. Like you've taken many blows to the
0: head. Sure. You've been roofied. <laughs> now listen to me. Well. That's really LA really for stupid.
1: People. So, we've talked about this before. Hmm. Changing technology in the ability to fake up pictures and videos, there's a real concern that video evidence will become inadmissible in court because you just can't authenticate. Authenticated.
0: Well, you can't trust your eyes. You just there's just
1: no way any video you could claim that's not true. And then how are you going to know? Because you can do anything with video. We're almost there. And guess what's leading the charge? As always, I'm
0: thinking probably something with, with porn.
1: All technology, it's porn. Teat. As it has become a real problem, fake celebrity porn has become a real
0: problem. So this ah, is the article. deep fakes—that's what I was talking about uh, yeah. a couple of days ago.
1: Growing trend of fake celebrity porn is proliferating online, and social media sites are scrambling to censor the content, which raises a number of ethical and legal questions. Do they need to take down stuff that's not real? Are they required to try to figure out what's real? How do they know what's real? Um, are they part of damaging somebody in a way that you know you're you're legally liable for if they allow? Uh, for instance, Scarlett, a video of Scarlett Johansson having sex if they know it's not actually her. How right. are they supposed to know?
0: And It's not real anyway, so. Is that parody? Is it protected by the First Amendment? Is it if it's comment? Is it. If it's obviously. Is it hot.
3: <laughs> if
1: it's obviously not her because the head's way too big and the skin color's wrong, yeah. do you still have to take it down or you get sued? Or only if it's kind of believable? If it's really
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Reddit banned uh, deep fakes. I saw that headline.
1: How, how can that be? How are you going to figure out what's faking and that? And how bad does it have to be? I, mean, I don't know. Good question. Wow, yeah, this is interesting. We'll have to pursue it further. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
3: Yes, there is going to be a wall. It's going to be built in Congress, Big, running between wall. Democrats and Republicans. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. What? Big
1: golden door. Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Of I don't cares on the text line about the uh, the budget stuff, the fact that both parties agreed yesterday that, ah, let's just forget about it. Let's just all get whatever we want, spend whatever we want, raise the debts in. Uh, a lot of people that don't care, or people that do care but realize nothing's going to change, so why, why talk about it?
0: Yeah, you might think climate change is real, let's actually get you know warmer, what? blah, blah, blah. There's nothing I can personally do about it, so you to hell what? with it.
1: Of all people, you'd think I'd understand that. That's my position on climate change. Mm, Yeah, I don't spend any time thinking about it at all or worrying about it because I feel like there's nothing I can do, so whatever.
0: Well, here's one difference, though. Any announced policy change uh, to, to deal with climate change would have devastating economic effects and would almost certainly be uh, completely ineffective or almost completely ineffective just because... China! We're a small chunk of a small world in which China and India are polluting like maniacs, the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. China! Uh, And uh, You know what? I'm willing to compromise, whatever. That's fine. But on the other hand, the deficit stuff could be fixed in a day. There would be some pain. um, But it's absolutely doable in a way that global warming isn't. So, dealing with global warming... Mm.
3: News, yeah, News Now with Marsha Phillips. Got to tell you guys, the bipartisan love is spreading. Lawmakers hoping to enact that massive budget deal along with a funding measure to prevent the government shutdown at midnight. Voting in the Senate supposed to start in about half an hour. Then it's off to the House where GOP leaders are working to shore up support among conservatives for a plan that will shower the Pentagon and domestic programs with an extra $300 billion over the next two years and do away with the debt ceiling. Oh, <laughs> no!
0: Unbelievable! Unbelievable! How are they going to shore up support among conservatives? Listen, we'll give you stuff. We'll keep quiet so nobody will know that you're on the take.
3: Wheeling and dealing. Meanwhile, you got the House Democrat leader, Nancy Pelosi, challenging GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan on immigration. hope that the Speaker will man up and decide that we in the House can also have what's uh, Mitch McConnell uh,
2: guaranteed in, in the Senate, a vote on the floor
3: and then ryan manning up says the house will consider a daca bill sometime after the budget issues are resolved and then he throws praise at pelosi during his capitol hill briefing today ryan called pelosi's eight-hour filibuster on immigration impressive he noted pelosi was not wearing comfortable shoes and said he would have had to use a restroom before eight hours had gone by so
1: she talked for eight hours no restroom break in high heels almost 80 years old yes That's really incredible. Yes, as as a physical specimen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because usually, when like when Rand Paul did it, or when people do that, they they wear tennis shoes. Right. They 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 have. uh Friends in the audience that ask really long-winded questions so they can run to the bathroom.
0: Well, of course, Nancy Pelosi did make a deal with the devil at the crossroads at midnight. The uh, devil was dressed as a lobbyist, so, you know, fit right in.
3: But she's a witch! That's right. But I gotta tell you, not everybody's sharing in the congressional embrace these days. Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee are planning to build a literal wall... To separate Democratic and Republican staff members. What? what? That's what several sources have told CBS News. The construction of a physical partition is expected to happen sometime this spring and is believed to be at the request of Republican committee chairman Devin Nunes of California. Is This from the Onion?
0: Is it going to be? Where is it going to be? This story just came across on the wires. Or is it? Like in the what the hell are you talking Why about? What are you Marshall? talking about? <laughs> Do you have any idea what you're talking <laughs> about? Bipartisanship
3: in the House committee hit an all time low last so week. So, in the committee chambers? Yes. Good Lord. Anyway, it hit an all time low last week, and Republicans voted on Party Line to release the controversial memo they claim showed anti Trump bias at the FBI.
0: Bring back dueling. That's what I say. <laughs> so- are we
1: sure Nancy Pelosi didn't pee for eight hours? She may have been wearing a,
0: a, an adult garment.
1: Uh, Man, you know, when you get older, it's, gets,
0: it's more difficult. you got to manage possible. your fluid intake. It's not Man. good for your kidneys. You don't want to do that. It's impressive.
3: Meanwhile, Amazon's ramping it up again. Amazon's going to start delivering groceries from Whole Foods in two hours for Prime members. Wow. Customers in Austin, Cincinnati, and Dallas are going to be the first to get the service, Then Amazon's going to go nationwide with the offering later this year. Their wow. ability
1: to package is amazing, since we get to do the, the, a lot of the prime pantry stuff, mm-hmm. where they... Potato chips and all this different stuff, you think, how do you put that in a box... With all kinds of, you know, uh, cans of beans and all these different things. Algorithms. Nothing gets crunched. They're so good at their, at their packaging.
3: Hmm. Yeah, two-hour deliveries are going to be free. A one-hour option is going to be available for 8 bucks on orders of $35 or more. I First, tell you what, you know, I like to walk. I like the walk stuff.
0: And to be able to say, hey, Amazon, I need this much of this and a uh, fresh ginger, blah, 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 blah. Send it over hmm. at, at lunchtime and then have it there. Man, that's kind of attractive. We do
1: the Prime Pantry like uh, on big orders, but they bring that big box. It's heavy. Yeah, like bet. You need a couple of people to lift that up and get it to your, into your house.
3: <laughs> One last note. There is a new bill in California that would require newly sold or installed garage door motors to have a battery backup during a power outage. Senator Bill Dodd. Senator <laughs> what B- the hell?
0: Well, Senator Bill Dodd. In- Shut up, Senator Bill
3: Dodd. He introduced the For bill. For all the people that have died in the garages? He introduced the bill in reaction to the wildfires that left numerous evacuees and victims unable to open their garage doors to get out of the fire's path.
0: Are they old? I guess they're old and weak and can't lift up the door.
3: While the garage door motors can be disconnected, to open the doors manually. Many people, he says, find it impossible
1: to do. How about we live in a world where when I get to the point that I don't think I can open my garage door, I should probably buy a battery backup, and if I don't, that's a mistake. How about that
3: as a world? No, let's pass a law.
1: Or the garage door manufacturers lobby uh, Congress because they're going to make a gazillion dollars off of this.
3: Yeah, battery backups, you're right, Jack, are currently on the market for a lot of models of existing garage door openers.
1: There are studies. Yes. Calm down, Jack. Yeah. There are studies that show that when you treat people like this, mm-hmm. they stop looking out for themselves. That's right. They stop, infantilizes them. They stop thinking through possibilities because right. they think, well, somebody else would have looked out for this. Somebody else would have thought of it as a problem. Right. I don't have to think about it.
0: The perfect example, backup cameras, et cetera, have not significantly reduced the number of uh, people, uh, kids, pets, etc., run over by people backing up because people have reduced their attentiveness and their effort to detect somebody mm-hmm. behind the car by exactly as much as the technology has provided right. opportunity. Right. And so it has been a break-even. People have been infantilized. They no longer do the work.
3: Anyway, that's a new building in California yeah, that will super. help How's save you life. How's your
0: utopia coming along? At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the
3: Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. She realizes
1: realize the reason we don't have super great hearing is because we've had domesticated dogs around for so long? Their hearing, they bark, they hear things and bark for us. So our hearing Mm. got worse. Really? Evolutionarily? Yeah,
0: that's crazy. It's part
1: of the commingling of uh, dogs and humans. We we have evolved. That's right, Hillary. We have evolved together. It's fascinating. There's a new book out about it. Wow. Yeah. I'll be dog. And they picked up some skills, and we picked up some of the others. We take care of them. They don't have to hunt and stuff like that. They listen for us so we don't need the hearing. I'll read it to Baxter at bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. Gambling problem?
2: Strong and Getty Show. Yo, Yo, indeed.
0: Hey, did you hear uh, Fathead's sisters going to the Olympics? Yeah. Kim Jong-un's younger sister, Kim Yo-jong. Yo! Yo Yo-jong. It's the uh, first member of the ruling Kim family ever to cross into South Korea.
1: That's something. Yeah. Um, she looked like him? I don't you know, it's funny which the one pic they have of her
0: Which would be Rosie O'Donnell, right? She's, <laughs> she's lurking in the background of some official uh, photo that I'm looking at here. Is she afraid that some people run up behind her at the airport and kill her with a poison? I don't I don't know. Um South Korea is viewing her visit as a positive sign of the North Korean leader's willingness to ease tensions on the Korean peninsula. Well, I haven't believed there's anything that's gonna come out of this, but
1: I didn't realize no member of the family had ever crossed the border. That seems like that's significant.
0: Yeah, it does. Now, Un is a, I'm increasingly thinking he's a really savvy and hard-nosed manipulator and negotiator. He's not crazy. He's really smart. He's been trained up since he was a boy to be a dictator. And I think he's pretty good at dictating. We'll see. What does he want? Just to stay a dictator? Security, I think.
1: This just doesn't seem like the right way to go about it. He
0: don't want war. He don't want war. We know very little about Kim Jong Un, but we know even less about Kim Yo Jong. (laughs) Here's what we do know: she's 29, or 30, or 31. She is the youngest child and only daughter of Kim Jong Il and his consort. I got to get me a consort. Why don't I have a consort? Mm -hmm. I'm a man of means. I love my wife and all, but I got to get... What do you do? Craigslist? How do you get a consort? You. Sir. <laughs> His... Con- what is a consort? It's like an ongoing extramarital girlfriend for for royalty? I don't know. Is that... Uh, it's also a hairspray, I know. I think my dad... Somebody uh, used to have consort hairspray, and I thought that was a funny name for her. What's a consort, Positive Sean? A consort is a wife, husband, or companion, in particular the spouse of a reigning monarch. So it can be your spouse. I didn't know that. Anyway, uh, let's see where are we. Ah, his consort was the Japanese-born dancer Ko Yong Hui. Um, I don't know if she was a voluntary consort or if she got snatched up because old Kim Jong Il used to do that.
1: Ah, yeah, I don't think he'd feel like he had
0: much choice. Their oldest child is Kim Jong Chol, followed by Kim Jong Un, who's 34. How about the guy who got snuffed? Who was he? He was, he was like a half-brother. He was right? a half, right? Yeah, yeah. Kim Yo Jong was born in Pyongyang in 89, they think. Um, She's about 30. Went to school in Switzerland. Like her bro. Mm-hmm. Attended some school, blah, blah, blah. She went by various aliases, which is interesting. It's thought to have enjoyed ballet lessons while in Switzerland. a lovely gal. This is like the only known photo of her. Uh, Doted on by daddy. And probably hoping her brother doesn't snuff her. But anyway, so she's going to go to some sort of goodwill ambassadoress to South Korea, along with the 300 or so athletes. Um, How many of them? uh, What sort of horrific, unthinkable penalties are all the athletes being threatened with? If they defect,
1: I don't even think you'd have to. I think they all know.
0: All, I'm sure all, there was a little refresher course before they headed for the airport.
1: All your relatives will be tortured to death.
0: Yeah, and I mean like for a long, long time. Here's a picture of your mom. Okay, we're going to start with her.
1: And so. if it and if it were me, I'd say go ahead, defect.
0: So well, right. In in fact, you know, we've talked about this before. Defectors have described the. The family meetings that were had, where everybody said, if you can get out, get out. We'll be fine. It's worth getting out, which is a measure of the horrors of the North Korean regime. But, all right, so if you're a betting man, is this whole uh, Olympic uh, detente thing a a step toward more reasonable relations on the peninsula, or is it just a a bargaining maneuver by Fathead?
1: I don't know. He he does have the situation of every day that goes, every hour that goes by... He gets closer to having, you know, he has more bombs, a better rocket. He has all the things he needs. Every hour that goes by where nobody attacks him is a win for him.
0: Yeah, and that is the top-to-bottom description of his strategy. And this
1: gives him another couple, two, three weeks at least of of people hoping.
0: You know, I was just going to – it's funny. I was just about to use that word. I'll bet they have a chart – it's like a, some sort of sine wave type thing there in the uh, the palace of powers or whatever they call it there in north korea in which they have like a formula for sowing hope then Disappointment Then anger and defiance Then the curve back Oh, now we're sowing hope again And it goes above some sort of median line Until there's lots and lots of hope Meanwhile, you keep building toward what you're going for
1: I'm thinking within a short period after the Olympics He tests another rocket And we're right back where we were That'd be my best guess
0: Here's a picture of old Kim Yo riding a horse Skilled horsewoman
1: I had another thing to say, but I'll save it for my final thought My final thought. You're what? And now, Sleeve Boy presents Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Sleep Boy's getting fired. Come over sir. here, Sleeve Boy. Hold still. <laughs> I took out an eye. Oh, my God. Wow.
0: Jack Jong-un. Be on time. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final. Boy, she's kind of a cutie. Would you date Kim Jong-un's sister? That's a flattering pick. It's a little fuzzy. Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought?
3: I'm I'm heading out to the Raven Social and Athletic Club to ponder my decision about the experimental treatment to treat my eye problems. Getting shots in my eyes. Shots in my eyes. Yikes. I will let you all know my decision tomorrow. Positive Sean, final thought. Yes, tonight in the Olympics, we have more curling. We have
1: figure skating, the team competition, freestyle skiing, men's alpine skiing, men's luge, and more
0: curling. Fabulous. Uh, Michelangelo, final thought.
3: Uh, Tomorrow is the opening night of the uh, Olympics, which I always like. The uh, small countries you've never heard of that have, like, one or two people. So uh, it's great for geography, for learning geography. You learn of
0: countries that you've never heard of. Do you have a laptop handy or your phone?
1: You find out there's 200-some countries, and you think, how the hell hell is that (laughs) possible? Jack, your final thought for us? Also, Olympic related, that's going to be some moment when the North Korean team marches into the stadium with the South Koreans. I I can't wait to see that part. Now, are they the Republic of South Korea or what's their full name? So I'll know when they come because it's alphabetical. Yeah, the ROK. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to be quite a ways through the alphabet. But isn't it alphabetical like in Korean? I, I don't know. I
0: remember that confused me when we were down in Brazil. Yeah, I don't want to miss it though. That is going to be something because I think we're Estatos Unidos. Is so everybody going to
1: cheer like crazy? It's the home team with the
0: North Koreans. I don't know. My final thought is the recent uh, uh, senatorial compromise shows that fiscal responsibility is dead. I am off to Ecuador. Please forward my mail.
1: Are they more fiscally responsible in Ecuador?
0: I don't know. I'll go find out.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling
0: four-hour workday. The weather is beautiful. They are fiscally responsible here. Wish you were here. (laughs) Signed, Joe. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Email us. Text at us. Tweet at us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Corporations, if you would
1: like to use our sexual harassment training video that we made yesterday, it's at armstrongandgettyradio.com.
0: How's your
1: TV show? Come on. See you tomorrow. God (laughs) bless America.
2: This is... uh And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
0: Thank you, and good night.
3: <laughs> and the show's over.
0: <clears throat> what? Bye-bye. This budget deal is the first real sprout of bipartisanship. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.